episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so you never miss an episode, and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. It's time for a fashion challenge, and this time around, the girls get to re- use real fabrics. The twist? They're battling their bestie to see who wore it better. It's time to break down the latest episode of Drag Race UK, and joining me to do so is an angel from the UK who knows how to slay in front and behind the camera. It's Maddie Parks. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm hanging in there. Um, I mean, I think overall, we're probably doing a little better here because we're not in a complete lockdown like you are. Yeah, it's a bundle of fun, I've got to say. Lockdown three. That's insane. So how long is this one supposed to last for? The honest answer to that, no one knows. We thought it was going to be until uh, February half term for us, which would have been sort of like mid-February. So like probably around like February 14th or so. But I don't think we're going to come out of this lockdown until maybe like the end of March. Oh my God. I think. I also love that you called it February 14th and not Valentine's Day. Ew, great. Why would I do that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, t- so here in New York, uh, we're getting our indoor dining back on Valentine's Day. And there are people being Uh-oh. like, why? Give us the vaccine first, <laughs> then we'll have indoor dining. I'm like, can we just all play nice and just get through this together? <laughs> I am excited to have you on the podcast because, like, me as an American going through the show, I'm enjoying it, but there are definitely things I miss that are completely like right over my head. <laughs> so I'm excited to have you. And I'm, do you have that experience watching the U.S. version of the show? Um, it's very different. I think the difference for like watching when I'm watching like the U.K. version and when I'm watching the U.S. version, the experience is so different. Like mm-hmm. watching the U.K. version, I've worked with and I know a lot of the girls personally yeah. so it's really weird because it's kind of like I'm watching it and I'm being like oh like and I, I know this version really well this is really yeah. weird um but when I'm watching the U.S. version I am obviously kind of like a lot of the girls I don't know because honestly the U.S. has so many so many queens it's, I mean in New York alone we're probably insane. at like 500 it's so mad it's so mad um but it's incredible to kind of see. And there's, I feel like there is quite a big difference between like the US drag and the UK drag, which is really mm-hmm. interesting to kind of like see the differences between the two of them. But I'm loving every second of it so far. I absolutely love that the girls from the UK have finally got like the opportunity to do it. So I'm hoping other countries are going to get the same opportunity as well. Yeah, I mean, they're down under filming that one right now. So, so we'll see how Oh my that God, goes. I know. And then Canada's um, got season, like another season coming, haven't they? Yeah, they are in the process of casting, I believe. They, they, they've been doing those casting kikis. And like, oh. do, do the queens really need to know how to apply for the show? I'm pretty sure they know. Um, it's quite obvious at this point. Yeah, but yeah, it, it's, it, I really, I have to say, it, I think I like the UK version better than the US version right now. <laughs> There's just something more I, exciting. I think it's because a lot of people have kind of said this. I'm biased because obviously I'm from the UK. Um, and as much as I love the US version, I think it's just because it's season 13. 
Mm-hmm. Like it, 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 it's a lot. Um, and I think now, obviously, because like the UK is only on season two soon to like, like season three casting has all been done now. Um, oh, interesting. So do, we, just, do, we, do we have rumors yeah. of who's on? There are some rumors in the mix. Um, oh, fun. But we shall see. We shall see. Um, but yes, yeah, so the season three have all like been the girls have all been done and everything like that. The rumors are already starting to spread left, right, and center. Um, videos are on YouTube being like, oh, who do I want to be on it? Rumors <laughs> up, season three, etc. Um, so it's exciting. I'm very, very, very excited for the girls, honestly. Yeah, it, it's like like you said, it's, it's a different style of drag from the US mm. and the UK. And I feel like myself as a viewer, I have certain opinions that may not be the same as the UK viewers. So I'm excited to have you to hear to tell me I'm completely wrong because I I'm finally need someone. Oh, I'm sorry for that. Um, because there's there there's one person on this cast that I'm like I don't understand. Oh, I'm buzzing for this. Well, we'll get we'll we'll get to her. Um, <laughs> but before before we begin for this episode, season one, are you happy yeah. with the result? Yes and no. Yeah, I still forever, yeah. I forever will say Davina was robbed. I, I'm a Davina yeah. Campo stan. I love the Viv. She's very, very nice. Um, she's a very, very, very nice person. Um, I've worked with her before, and she was Campo bitch. Um, but I see what I yeah, I see what people mean. It was very like for me when I watched the crowning and I saw that Viv won it. It was like watching All Stars when Chad got it. That right. was probably the best way of saying it. Because it's kind of like, Chad is so seasoned. Like, they're an incredible queen and they just deserved it. Like, they just did. Like, they really, really did. The talent was there. Viv is incredibly talented. Do I think Davina should have won it, though? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Just because I feel like Davina as person as well even behind the drag has such an incredible message to put across yeah and i feel like she speaks to so many people within our community and i think a lot of people still even though she didn't win see her as the winner anyway i agree so yeah i I, I, i've said it before on the podcast i really think the difference between a davina win and a vivian win is davina wouldn't have been as perfect for the work the world tour as the vivian is mm. and i think that's a lot of I what the show does now i see what yeah i think i think sometimes it can be strategic in the way that the kind of show goes about crowning their winners yeah. to it which i get it's tv um <clears throat> but, but hey, even though she didn't win the crown she exactly she, she, she's got a hit album oh it's so with good herself and 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 the frog destroyers Oh my god, I know that. Oh, that was such a good album, actually. That recently, proud of them. Is, all. Do you think there's any chance that the Frock Destroyers will represent the UK for Eurovision? Oh my god, as a humongous Eurovision fan, if this were to happen, I honestly it would be the best the, the UK has ever done. <laughs> like keep letting out awful things. Yeah, they they could submit your Her Majesty, and and uh, that could win. I would honestly support pay for this. Damn it! I love it. I wish this would happen. Let, let's make I it really happen. How, how many how many more weeks do we have before this needs to be a reality? Oh my god, I I I need it now. I'm I'm too impatient to think like this. Right. Let's let's make it happen. 
All right, <laughs> let's dive into this episode. So it's after the yeah. elimination. Taste has survived, yeah. and Taste never, ever, 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 ever again wants to be the bottom. That was a terrible feeling. Yeah. Lawrence called her shady a wee bit, but um, did we see the shady side of Cherry? I don't think we did. I don't know. I don't think we did see that much of like a shady side Cherry. Like her being in the bottom kind of took me as a bit of a surprise. Oh, me, like, me yeah, too. I, I was very kind of like, okay, like her runway was great. I didn't think her performance was bad. Either. No, I, I mean, I very... I, I, so the person I was alluding to that I, I personally just don't understand their drag is Sister Sister. I thought Sister Sister should uh, be to the bottom. Okay. Um, Sister is very, like, she's just very, very artsy with her drag, yeah. which I very much, like, I'm here for things like that. It's very, like, it's abstract. It's very avant-garde. So I see what you mean, but just... Mm. of that trio performance wise mm. I think sister was the weakest of those three yeah I see what you mean no I I can agree to that to be fair but even even with that I'm just like I don't know I'm quite I think for that episode in particular I was quite biased who I thought should have kind of like gone home Mm -hmm. and I've had a few conversations about this with people um not to be that shady bitch um I did think uh Tia was gonna go home that episode just purely because <clears throat> a lot of people were saying that um, her performance was really good and it was very like musical theater. But just for me personally, I didn't really get it. I thought she did okay, yeah. but I don't think she blew me out of the water. I liked Cherry and her performance because I thought she really kind of like she put the personality across quite well in it. Whereas Tia seemed quite stiff in it. And obviously she was doing the like, she had one of the biggest parts of it, just doing her solo moment for it. Um, I just don't think she kind of gave it her all. Yeah, it's interesting um, to try to figure out what the weight system is of how the judges' voting works. As opposed, like, mm. is it the main challenge that has more weight than the runway? Because the runway, Tia's look was not good. Mm. Um, One that, way of saying it. <laughs> yeah, that that reveal hmm, <clears throat> questionable. Yeah. So it, mm. I, it's crazy to think that her performance saved her from being in the bottom. Because uh, mm. if you were to weigh it out, Cherry's, um, Cherry's reveal was great. Yeah. Loved it. Really great mm-hmm. message. Beautifully executed. She looked fantastic. And her performance wasn't bad either. Right. Maybe it wasn't like up to the par as kind of like, say like a horror in Bimini. They put 120 in that. I yeah. absolutely loved it. Um, maybe it wasn't up to that par, but to both of those added up right and that, stronger exactly that and that's why it was so weird it's almost like they just weren't getting anything out of cherry that they wanted so they're like yeah. well let's move you on nice try see you later have fun the thing that i'm really sad about is i so i actually didn't really know cherry before mm-hmm. uh this season <clears throat> And when I heard that she got casted, I looked her up and I was going through all of her stuff. I think she's incredible. She's so yeah. talented, incredible makeup artist. She's fantastic at making her look. And I don't think that the season showed her off as much as nope. it really could have. Yeah. Which is why yeah. I was quite shocked to see her guy. Yeah. Well, Tia says that Joe has gone home and he was a threat. Good for her. Cherry gone. And she was there. Oh, shady. Yeah. I will say Tia has an excellent personality. Like 
I know that is a big reason why they keep her around because she is so funny. Her personality came out immensely this yeah, episode. It sure did. So strongly. Yeah. Well, the girls congratulate Veronica, who is a winner, baby. She's glad she made her voice heard because had she not, she could have been in Cherry's position, which is very interesting to weigh those two out. Um, mm. Let's be real. Veronica's runway was solid. She would have been fine. I watched that runway and my immediate thought was kind of like she's doing that really like casual, like separate wife moment. And then the reveal, I honestly sat there and I was like, okay, the reveal is going to be something like really sexy, really slutty or something like that. Mm -hmm. When she pulled out the whole like fembot moment, I was blown away. I was like, you have just showed everyone that you may be regarded to be the person who's forgotten about. No one will forget you for that. That was incredible. Yeah, it was so smart because it's not what you would have thought from her. So smart. Uh, I mean, Ellie thinks Veronica is now competition, so she's coming up behind her and knocking that hip replacement out. Um, And as someone who I think is like a year (laughs) younger than uh, Veronica, I take offense to that as someone who probably needs a hip replacement already. The girls are shady this season, honestly. It's so funny. Um, I will say as they were de-dragging and Bimini removing her wig and it just like pops right off. Oh my God. The amount of memes that are coming out of this, I can't deal. Mm-hmm. Okay, Love it's a it. new day, and Tia has survived another elimination considering she's a basic bitch. It's the final 10, aka the same amount of queens from season, series one, and Tia says that she wants 10% of Veronica's uh, RuPeter badge as the casting agent from Rats the Ruskull. Funny. Uh, so Ru pops in yeah, for a cute little yeah. mini challenge. Uh, they're having a Notting Hill carnival, um, now, as the UK expert, can you tell us a little bit about the Notting Hill Carnival? The so Notting Hill Carnival is something that happens in London, in Notting Hill, near um, Chelsea, every single year. It is a massive celebration. It's all very bright coloured, very feathered, extravagant outfit. And it's just a party. It is beautiful to see. Mm-hmm. So I love that they played a little homage to this. I do love to see it. Yeah, it, it was it, it was fun. It was, and I think it was such a like. It, I like that the challenges are really kind of like they are quintessentially English. Which yeah, I like. that, yeah, I appreciate that too. So in this challenge, they will be limboing for their life as they get fifteen minute have to get into fifteen minute carnival drag. Um, lucky for Rue, Tia says, looks the same whether it's ten minutes or two hours. <laughs> Personality coming through. Yeah, it's self deprecation is excellent television. We all love um, then we see Lawrence giving us something very terrifying. That was a choice. Oh my God. I was screaming when I saw Lawrence. Yeah, honestly. It was, it was scary. I love Lawrence. I think Lawrence camp as shit. Like, uh-huh. that was just so funny. The outfit, spot on for Carnival, though. Yeah. Absolutely. Spot well, well, on. Let me ask you this question. Do you think uh, with what we saw the girls showcase with their looks, do you think that they thought the carnival would be a runway? Because some of those looks were a little more expensive for like a mini challenge. I think they might have thought, because carnival as well as a lot of dancing as well, I think they might have thought it was like a dance circle kind of moment okay. thing. Because that would immediately have been my thought when you go, when I think like carnival, I think sort of like really loud, upbeat music really fun colors and dancing on top of it like it's a yeah. it's a big sort of it's a big party 
feel to it. So I would have thought it was a dancing challenge. So I think, yeah, especially with like headpieces, the girls were thrown off with the thought right. of being th- th- those Those were very expensive outfits. And I was like, mm-hmm. for a five minute mini challenge, I think they wasted a lot of money here. So a proper carnival needs proper tunes. So DJ Jody Harsh shows up. Who's Jody Harsh? Do you know who? Knew, oh wait, do you not know who Jody Harsh is? You don't really know her in America. Uh uh-uh. uh So Jody Harsh is. I will give her this title because she really deserves it. She is the DJ queen of London and the UK. To be honest with you, she's a very, very, very successful queen. She's been going in the business for years. Um, she runs the nightlife scene over here in the UK specifically in London um and yeah she's a fab DJ she's quite calm yeah so her having her little feature definitely definitely deserved yeah that was it was it's always cool to see when um they bring on legends of the drag scene Mm. I wish they would incorporate them more but you know she had her moment it was a lot of fun yeah she's very very I think Jodie for the UK like a lot a lot of people know her like really 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 quite well known mm-hmm. queen for it um especially like i know a lot of the girls from personal a lot of the girls in the room knew her already because they were right. either employed by her at one point right. or have been on many a night out with her um so yeah i think that was quite cute. i honestly i thought that was quite a cute moment to be honest yeah the limbo is just like a fun little showcase for the queens getting to show their personality and have fun um, we do have a horror calling Ellie out for her lack of a bikini wax. Uh, and Tia thinks they're going to see a bollock of hers. Um, but, yeah. Ellie, that was a choice. That, yeah, that, that, that was, that was a very meaty tuck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The best way that I could put it. Um, I mean, she, she is my, my season crush. So I was like, okay, fine. But I was like, maybe not, not for this challenge. I was just like Ellie. This is this is national TV, honey. Kids are gonna watch <laughs> it's the this. BBC. <laughs> it was it was it was a choice. I'm the thing that honestly I'm surprised they didn't do is just slightly blur. <laughs> right. I, yeah. Uh, that. Yeah. It was no surprises there. No, there was everything on show, and I'm yeah. surprised the bollocks didn't fall out. <laughs> so one of my favorite moments was Ginny just walking right under the pole. I just do you know Ginny? How how tall is she? Ginny is a little bit smaller than me, actually. So I'm five eleven. She's probably like five eight. Okay. Five um, nine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll we'll get to this later, but like the size difference between like Tia Coffee and Veronica Green, I'm like, okay, okay. I'm I'm, I I'm always fascinated by drag queen heights. So it's these things are really fun for me to uh see. Yeah, it's tall. Yeah, because she's like like an inch taller than Ellie, and Ellie is like six four. Ellie is one of the tallest drag queens from the UK that I have ever bloody met. Mm -hmm. When she wears heels, she is a skyscraper. (laughs) Honestly. Yeah. Sorry, Blimental. Um, so Lawrence is the first to hit the pole and uh, she does her own version of a death drop. But in the end, it's Tace and Veronica succeeding and uh, they will likely be going to the chiropractor. Oh my God, I know. Tace is a bendy bitch. I'm not surprised. 
Yeah, I mean, that that was, um, I don't think I could ever do that, even, even if I was in good shape. That That's too bendy for me. Oh my God, absolutely not. My back would snap in half in two seconds. Exactly. Well, Ruth says it's always good to have a best friend by your side, so they each pair up with their best Judy. We have Sister Sister and Ginny Lemon, Veronica and Tia, Taysa and Ahura, Bimini and Estina, and Ellie and Lawrence. Are these true to life bonds as well? Do they all know each other? Yep. So uh, Taysa and Ahura both know each other uh, very well. They're really good <laughs> friends. They have been friends. And I know what you're going to say. Um, <laughs> Yes, they are. They are really good friends um, before Drag Race. Um, Bimini and Estina, yes, they both worked together on quite a few things, if I'm not mistaken. So Estina before Drag Race works for Sink the Pink and she's one of the main dancers. She's absolutely brilliant at it. Um, Bimini is an East London girl as well as Estina, so East London girls will always stick together. Um, Tia Coffee, I don't personally know as much. I know she's a Clapham queen, so she's down south. Um, I'm presuming Veronica is the same, so that's probably why they know each other so well. Sister and Ginny, I'm not 100%. So Sister's from Liverpool, and Ginny is from Birmingham. Um, But I think they're both quite kooky quirky, so that was a very, like, I understand that sort of pairing to it. And was there anyone else? Ellie and Lawrence, of course. Ellie and Lawrence, that's obvious. They're both Scottish right. girls. They've known each other for yonks. So yeah, they used and, to work together up in uh, Dundee. And Ellie is only 21 years old. <sighs> Baby. I thought, oh, I've known, I've known Ellie since she was like 19. So oh I was God. like, yeah, I'm old. Yeah, she, she, for a young kid, she good. She's good. She's very talented, considering she makes her own outfit. Mm-hmm. She can style her own wigs. And she can do a face like that. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, the only thing she couldn't do is uh, save her Instagram, but. Uh, oh, don't. That was so, that was so. Oh that was God. terrible. I mean, I, I there was the, the, the day that they decided to go live and I was like, I'm going to watch what this is. They were really dumb. And also Cheryl Hole yelling at them was my favorite part. It's just, I don't understand why someone would go out of the way to do that when it's just like, it, it was such a big moment for her. Mm-hmm. Like it yeah. really, really was. Thank God, yeah. like, thank God she's got it back. She put a lot of work into her Instagram, even before Drag Race. Mm-hmm. So it was quite shocking to kind of see happen, but I'm just glad she's got it back, honestly. So Rue tells them that their bestie will be their fashion frenemy in Who Wore It Best, where each pair will be given a colored box with identical materials, and they will have to create a look that outshines their bestie. And now Ahura regrets not picking tea or coffee because she could have sent the girl home. That was funny. The this, this rivalry is very interesting. Um, it, it's, yeah. I think as an outsider looking at it, I think it's just because I don't, I don't think a horror sees Tia on her level. Right. I think that's what's kind of coming across to her. Um, and I think like a horror says later in the episode, I think she gets, I think she gets a bit frustrated that like, she doesn't feel like Tia deserves to be there right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I can see it. I mean, they're very, they're two very different drag artists. They have very yeah. different perspectives. So it happens. It happens. But mm-hmm. Veronica and Taysa's winners of the mini challenge get to assign boxes. Veronica gives her and Tia green, and Tia is freaking out because Michelle Visage hates green. Veronica looked so proud of herself when she, she was, picked green. I was like, yeah. It's her name. That's why she picked that color it. Out. I love it. 
Haste takes black for her and Ahura because black goes with everything. Veronica assigns pink to Sister and Ginny. Taste gives blue to Astina and Bimini. Lawrence and Ellie get gold. They are allowed to use their own hair, heels, undergarments, and jewelry, but everything else must come from the box. We love these kind of challenges. I mean, last last series, they had to make things out of unconventional items, and we saw how that went for certain people, um, while other people branded it and now have uh, tote bags of um, skin bags as their... Honestly. Um, But... Yeah, go ahead. I do. Yeah, I really like the challenge. I think it's good because it kind of like it gets it's a chance for the girls to kind of show their creativity. It's hella stressful and there's so much pressure behind it. But I think these are the challenges I love to see the most because you get to see the girls really think about what they're going to make. It's very like it's it's a way for them to show who they are through their own creations, which is brilliant. Personalities left, right and center. It's very much like the season six challenge of U.S. where mm. they had those boxes. And I, I enjoy things like this. Mm. Veronica thinks the pairings are obvious. She knew Ellie and Lawrence would pair up. She knew a horror and taste would pair up because, you know, they paired up in life. Oh um, yeah. So like now I will say, because when I did my research preseason, I used the Drag Race Wikia to get all the yeah. facts because you know how those tweens are. They find out everything on the tweens. Um, and it's not how much information people can yeah, find out. And, and and what was on there was that the two of them lived together. Yeah. So I, I so knew they, there was some connection, but I didn't realize it was this kind of connection. Even if it was a one-night so, thing. To my own knowledge, I, I haven't ever like spoken to them both personally about this. I think this was a situation that happened quite a while ago. They mm-hmm. only recently have started living together. Okay. Um, so that's a new thing. That's not something that's kind of been going on for like years and years and years. Have they been friends though um, for a long time, like preseason? Yeah, one hundred percent. But oh. um, I think this, I think this season brought them closer as friends. Definitely, absolutely. Ahora went to the UK's leading fashion school and has a degree. Yeah. Ace is not a designer, and she's going against the best in the room. But she's ready for the hot glue gun. She's going to do it. I think Pace is. Taze is brilliant in the way that she executes things and mm-hmm. she's very, very determined. Like when she wants to get something done, she will get something done. Yeah. So I think this was a really good pairing for her because it lit a fire under her ass quite heavily because it is true. Ahura did go to the UK's leading like school for fashion. She has got a degree in it. She has her own fashion brand on the side as well, even before like early days of drag. Um and she's brilliant when it comes to actually like designing and making a garment. Mm-hmm. So I would be fucking terrified. Yeah. Sister uh, has fun with her sewing machine. Ginny can mainly hand sew. She says that the last time she used a sewing machine was when she was 10 and made a pillowcase. So as she says, if she's not dressing as a bed, she's pretty much fucked. That is my favorite quote of this episode. Ginny is just I love her I think she is so bloody funny and she's so quintessentially true to who she absolutely um yeah she she this was a definitely a showcase episode for her uh definitely a standout um even if her look was what her look was definitely a standout Mm -hmm. in in the show but I I remember preseason being like Ginny Lemon is basically if you take bag of chips Jimbo set her jean put them in a bag shake it up and then her in lemon from canada's drag race clothes and that's Ginny lemon 
Bring Clever as Tammy Brown on top of that. Okay, and then you yeah, got yeah, Ginny. yeah. Then you got yeah, Ginny. It, she, but we love her personality. I, I watched the, um, uh, I think it was X Factor when she uh, auditioned. Yeah. Oh, no, my God. Did, um, Britain's got, she oh, did Britain's got talent. talent. Yeah. Um, Simon Cowell did both of them in America, so I can't keep them straight. But yeah, um, she's crazy. It's fun. Ginny is the thing that I really love about her. So I've worked with Ginny before as well. Oh, name drops. More and more and more. Um, I've worked with Ginny before um, and I know her personally. And the thing that I think everyone from the UK loves about her so much, especially for the people who have either seen her perform, met her or XYZ, what you see is what you get. Yeah. She is so true to herself in her personality, the way that she speaks. She just oozes just that is just Ginny Lemon like mm -hmm. her comment the thing that I I remember when like um I think it was yeah it was the first episode um and obviously you, you never really know how the girls are going to kind of like act when you know them personally are they going to act the same are they going to have more of like characters mm -hmm. to them etc the realization of kind of like Ginny has gone into this completely being herself there's no filter about her and it is just it, like this is how she is in reality was when they were in the little like untucked well not even untucked but it's kind of like in the workroom basically untucked for junior we, un for some reason we don't have an untucked don't really understand that but well cool. here what, um, I, what i what i will say quickly is i've for the past three weeks uh with us have been like do we even need untucked anymore like can we just do what all the international seasons are and then we had this week's untucked and i was like strike it give me a full untucked <laughs> Exactly. It was, when, it was when Ginny said to a horror and pretty much all the girls, when everyone was uh, slating Athena for wearing an ASOS jacket, Ginny just flat out goes, to be honest with you, I just think you're already fucking intimidated by her. I was just brilliant. Yeah. So good. Yeah, she's, she's, she's very fun to watch. So the girls are all thrilled with their boxes because they get to use real fabrics. And Tia has been practicing with bin bags, so she's not so thrilled herself. Oh, sister sister thinks that all the pinks are hideous and she's just going to make it so camp that hideous will work for her somehow um sister is talking about her design concept and sleeves and Ginny becomes semi-erect and i don't know how that was a thing but that happened and again it stayed on the bbc i uh, again it's just it's just who they are it's just it's just Campy little things like that, I love hearing because mm -hmm. it's just it's a perfect comment to it. It's just a perfect compliment to say, yeah. that sounds great. I'm around. Yeah. Ellie asks Lawrence if she has an idea of the silhouette she's going to use. And Lawrence has a catalog of ideas. She started to learn how to sew at age 10. Ellie knows that if she beat Lawrence in a sewing challenge, it would kill her inside. So she better watch her back. Yeah. That is, that is very, very, very true. Both of them are talented seamstresses, but Lawrence has been in this game a lot longer. Yeah. So I can see, I like a little bit of mind play when it comes mm -hmm. to it, to really get into the head of the competition. So that was a big challenge yeah. to put across. Veronica already has an idea sketched out. Tia has an idea in her head. Um, she never sketches her ideas because she says, can you sew this for me? And th this is one for who can't sew. She's the one who can't sew in the season, which is crazy. Yeah. It's like, that, you, you know, you're going on the show. It's going to happen at some point. And every single season, everyone always says it. If you're going to go on Drag Race, even just have like a few lessons in sewing. Yeah. Just have a few. 
But no, never happens. Yep. As long just as learn, hospital, learn, learn to make a cat suit and then you're set. You're good. Oh my God. Yeah, Tace is trying to do a Fenty esque jacket dress thing with material that doesn't stretch. Ahura says that on first impression, she's a fa- sour faced twat, but in reality, she just wants to help everyone out. So she offers her assistance to Tace, even though they're against each other. It's a very interesting moment because, again, we see her as this sour-faced twat because that's what she gives us in the confessionals and some of the lines she's been saying. But she does seem like a genuine person. She is. She's a very, she's a very um, sweet and kind person. I think sometimes it's kind of like everyone has kind of like a front where it's kind of like mm-hmm. you do kind of have something to kind of like just kind of put yourself across a certain way just because I think sometimes our own insecurities can kind of come through a little bit too much of time so i think sometimes it is just being on the defense yeah rue comes in for a walk around and first up we have sister and Ginny. and sister is taking inspiration from vintage clothes and she just takes it from there it's gonna be easy rue asks Ginny why she doesn't do anything form-fitting and she says that her body repulses her but rue reminds her with padding in the corset any body is possible Ginny thinks being curvaceous makes her feel peculiar and rue challenges her to look sexy and Ginny is tongue-tied. She's going to go out of her comfort zone. Do it for Rue. This was a moment where I kind of like, I had to, I had to kind of sit back and kind of watch this a bit because although I understand that padding and everything like that can make you look some kind of way, it doesn't mean that it's kind of like the perfect way that you need to be. Like you don't always need padding or like to have your waist cinched to the point where you're like Violet Trotsky, like so thin, I right. could honestly wrap my little finger around you. Um, so I don't, I didn't personally agree with the fact that kind of like she almost got challenged for that because like Ginny looks great regardless. Mm-hmm. She doesn't need to add padding to make her drag better. Her drag, her drag was brilliant the way that it was. It's just another aspect to it. I think the kind of way that it was worded in that sort of sense kind of made it come across as that, oh, to be this beautiful body type that's more desirable and more wanted, you need this padding and you need this corseting. When in reality, no, the curvaceous look is still beautiful to look at and it's Mm -hmm. still a silhouette that is brilliant. Yep. Yeah, it was very interesting because especially with this episode, when when we have a conversation later about being your true authentic self mm. it's, it's interesting that rue comes in here being like i want you to do this even though it's not you yeah um, very interesting next up we have astina and bimini they're both body adi queens and astina yep. says cut that fabric she's going for anime schoolgirl, um and rue doesn't seem impressed by this at all uh, but she's no. gonna stick to her guns so i the thing with astina Dina's outfit that I found quite interesting is if you actually see the sketch that she did for it it's a lot different to what she actually ended up making Mm -hmm. like I saw like a puffy sleeve moment which I was like okay I see this I get this but it was a lot more I think it was a lot more elaborate on paper than it was actually executed yes yep Bimini is going to be a well-dressed stripper with Jessica Rabbitleg and Rue asks if she's going to be putting any balloons in this outfit pop cringe oh that was that was a sad moment yeah i'm glad that um that bimini did um later kind of like put onto her instagram this is how it was supposed to look and it is true like it's a valid point of kind of like not everything goes to plan 
exactly. and to be fair, even though it didn't go to plan, she still sold it. She still exactly. looked amazing. Just, just, just um, ask Asia O'Hara. Mm, yeah, no one can forget that one. Nope. So over with the Scots, RuPaul continues to love to say the name Lawrence Cheney. If that's not a reason to crown her, I don't know what is. Because you know what? If Ru can say that for the rest of her career, I think she'd be very happy. Every season, there's always one where he's just, well, she's literally like, that is the name. That is the name that I am going to be really, really emphasizing. Oh, mm-hmm. Every bloody time. I mean, to be fair, it, as an American, saying Lawrence Cheney in a slight accent is very fun. I can't, the Scottish accent. Beautiful. <laughs> One of the most, I don't care what anyone says, everyone's very picky in the UK with their favourite accents, but I bloody love the Scots accent. I it will say one of my favourite things about watching Drag Race UK is me starting to identify the different accents. Because Yep. I didn't know beforehand. We have quite a few of them. Mm-hmm. Quite a bloody few. Yeah. But, oh, that Scottish accent. I'll have, I'll have to it have even tastes Welsh coming. Yeah, Ooh. that's very, very sexy. Um, but I'll have to have you come back for a, a dialect um, session. <laughs> it's just all about it. Rue asks, <laughs> asks Ellie if she knows how to sew. And I'm pretty sure we got that answer from her on episode one. But Rue is kind of old, so we're just going to give her a pass here. Yeah. Ellie is going to go for a Marie Antoinette vibe, which is... Sure. Um, yeah. Rue then asks the girls if Scottish queens are known for their fashion sense, and they tell her it's a whole different ballgame because there is no money in Scotland, and the normal rate of payment is £15 for a guest spot, which is about $20 or so in America. Yeah. I know tipping is a whole different game for you, but with in America, that's how you make your money in a guest spot. Yeah. Um, and you kind of always quite... walk away with more than that. Yeah, I was quite taken back because I don't know, usually, I don't really know about the sort of like money payment system of like up north. And I was quite shocked by that, especially for something so low. The girls up north are a bloody like whole different caliber in themselves. They're bloody talented up there. Um, So to hear that they were being paid so little was just, that was quite a knockback. Mm Because obviously you are right. We don't have the whole tipping situation. We don't really have at right. all over here um mainly because as well like our like the equivalent of a bloody dollar bill for us is a pound and i think the girls would get bloody hurt in the process as well. <laughs> exactly yeah you can't really throw a five pound. or a ten or a twenty massive yeah um ellie says she took time off from drag to make money she worked at a drive-thru yes i love um, that they couldn't say what drive-thru <laughs> exactly i mean a pizza hut Kentucky Fried Chicken? No, she was. McDonald's! I was just quoting my favorite song ever. (laughs) Oh, God, no, not the fast food rocker song. I love it, I love it. Oh, no. How does she fit in the drive-thru window? She's so big. Honestly, I do not even know. She's, oh. The thing that I really like about this, and I'm glad that she kind of spoke about this, I like the fact that she had even said herself, and she said it so sort of like, she said it so um, strongly, and she was kind of like, the tea is, I do have like a part-time job just to kind of help, and like that's a normal thing, and that's okay. Because I think some people kind of feel a bit bad that their kind of like sole income is not just one thing. Sometimes you do have to do a side hustle, like it's just the way that it is. And I'm glad that something like that was kind of brought up. And it just um, says, 
Yeah, and and Rue kind of insinuates that if girls in Scotland, if you're not just doing drag, you have a side business going on. Yeah. Um, if you know what she means. And yeah, no, yeah. Lawrence is not quite sucking willies yet. <sighs> oh, for the love of God. Oh, um, yeah. No Lawrence Cheney OnlyFans anytime soon. You never know. The girls never are trying know. to get them up. We'll see. True. There, there are some uh, U.S. girls with a, a, a OnlyFan. I have exactly. not looked at them. I have not looked at them. Um, Rue then decides to, you know, stir the pot a little bit. Asks if there's any rivalries between the girls. And before Ellie can even finish her sentence, uh, Lawrence points out that there's a lot of sexual tension between Ahura and Tace. Um, the way that Ahura looks at Tace, the way Tace laughs at Ahura's jokes, and no one laughs at Ahura's jokes. That was that. Oh. And this is such a quotable season. This is mm-hmm. such a quotable season. And this episode in particular is just brilliant. The chick, the nerve, the gall, the audacity, the gumption. I, the gumption. I need to find the meme. I have to save it. And I will be sending it to people whenever they piss me off. I have seen that meme so many times. <laughs> honestly. With Tia and Veronica, Veronica is having a great time. Half of what she brought with her is made by her. She will be going down the route of Wizard of Oz meets Luck of the Irish. And actually, that's one that actually fits the narrative of what we see. Mm. Tia is basic, but is given her an opportunity to be more creative. Uh, she's going to yeah. do a hippie with one sleeve and one leg. And Rue asks if she's sewn before. And we almost got a Utica answer um, with the whole face and giving the yes, no, maybe I, I'm totally a pothead dancer. Um, no, she sounds smooth. That's about it. I love Utica. I, love I, just, gotta, I just gotta say, Utica's. Incredible. I'm gonna throw that in there as well. I bloody love her. I think she's incredible. Yeah. So this is really when I the first time I noticed the height difference between Tia and Veronica because yeah, Veronica was literally looking up at her, like not even at her shoulders. Yep. Honestly, towering over her, and she's not even in heels. Right. Um. So Veronica must be kind of t- kind of tiny. She is quite petite, actually, yeah. I photographed her before, and she is quite a petite queen, actually. So Rue goes to the lovers of fashion, and Rue asks what they're doing, but let's be real, Rue doesn't care what they're making, she wants the love plot line. Uh, She throws Lawrence under the bus to ask him about their chemistry. They deny the sexual tension, and Tay says Lawrence wouldn't know sexual tension if it slapped her across the chops. Another great quote. They're Um, so shady. All the girls listening are gooped, but apparently Lawrence didn't hear it and it was bad <laughs> enough that Tia doesn't even want to repeat it. It wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't, but I guess it, it was a TV moment. It was a TV moment. Love it. Before Rue leaves, she gives them one little detail. The judges will determine the one queen who wears it best and the other will be up for elimination. Ooh, we love evil plot twists. We love a good twist for it, honestly. No versy Percy's, just tops and bottoms. Mm-hmm. Veronica doesn't want to be the reason that Tia might go home, but Tia says you got to go for it, girl. Tia says that Rue has been hinting at you don't want to be safe. It's Rue's rules. No one is safe now. Lawrence, the shade machine, asks Estina about hair, and uh, she shows off her pigtails, to which Lawrence says, is that proper cheerleader? Oh, uh, she's yeah. Be cute. Uh, yeah. Lawrence yeah, says she's really cute, to which Ellie says... Um, are you looking into a fun house mirror? And Lawrence responds with the Davina classic. I don't think. Honestly, the girls are very quick-witted this they're season very, as well. They're, very they're really on it. 
Yeah. And that's what makes good television if you are mm-hmm. self-aware and funny and smart. Like, yeah. the, the editors don't really have to do anything. No. These are all coming out like quick fire. Mm-hmm. Sister is happy with pink and Ginny says the color is very important to her. She says that the reason she wears yellow is because it's the color of healing, but also the non-binary color. Ginny struggled with her identity and starts to get emotional. She didn't know if she was a boy or a girl and she wears yellow because it doesn't define her or say anything. We learned that her whole life she never felt comfortable in her body and suppressed it for years and drag is a release. She had more success as a woman than as a man and realized she's neither of those things. And she tells sister that she doesn't love herself in any way and sister says that she should. And I think this was a the start of a really, really important conversation. Uh, because this is then, a really beautiful part. Yeah, because we have Bimini overhearing and immediately asks Ginny how she is because Bimini also identifies as non-binary. She says it's a difficult conversation to have, especially when people just don't get it. She says that non-binary isn't a new thing. It's just a new term. It's when someone doesn't identify as either gender, but flows between the two of them. I thought this was just absolutely beautiful. This was a really, really lovely moment. Just so many reasons. Like, firstly, that sisterly support that drag really has, where Bimini just, like, overhears it for a little bit and immediately, like, comes over just to kind of make sure to be, like, you're not alone in a situation like this. Like, there are so many others who feel the exact same way and there's a Bimini made a really good point of kind of saying that humans are such complex creatures that kind of like having a binary to kind of stick by for absolutely everyone to kind of just say like you are either male or female is impossible right especially with the amount of human beings on this world it's just it's not possible to do so and it's nice to kind of see such a beautiful representation for the non-binary um community or just anyone who doesn't feel like they do fit the binary to kind of see this on national television spoken about so proudly and another part that again that Bimini said was brilliant was just kind of like that is like for you to like for anyone to kind of have a debate about whether or not this person is like this, this person is like that. It's not for them to decide. It's for you to feel that sort of way. And that's for you to decide on your own. And it's a case for a lot of people where they are still trying to figure out who they are as a person. Mm -hmm. And that's an okay thing. And there are so many others around you to kind of talk to and get support from. And it was just, it was a really, really sentimental, beautiful moment on TV, honestly. Yeah, and, and we learned that Ginny grew up a uh, working class council house and anyone not in the binary was an outsider. Uh, she states that her and her siblings never lived, they survived. She felt yeah. ugly and stupid, but when she removed herself from the family unit, she found herself and that was gut-wrenching to hear. Mm. When someone says that they come from sort of, when it's, the, it's a real kind of gut-wrench moment when you hear someone say that they didn't live they survived yeah it is a really it's such a it's that such an impact to it like they they like their background would have been such a sort of struggle for it as well um and it kind of it does kind of make you sit back and kind of think about your own life and kind of like really don't take advantage of things like be appreciative of the things that you have yeah and it's it's lovely to see that she's come from quite a difficult background to where she is now and it just it shows the level of progression just how much like she's really worked for this yeah I mean this was a very raw and incredibly important conversation to see and hear on Drag Race 
And mm-hmm. I do hope it brings confidence to those kids out there who need the motivation to be true to themselves. I mean, we I did have it, that moment last season um, with Gigi Good saying that she was non-binary, but it didn't yeah. have the impact it did this time. I think it's, it, you could just see how much of like a raw topic this really was. Right. And I do hope that this does kind of help I do hope it kind of helps uh, help others who are watching it and it does kind of open up the conversation a bit more. Yeah, because I mean, it is, it, it, Bimini was right. Non-binary has always been here. It's just the term that is now up front and center because mm. I hadn't heard of that term for until a couple of years ago and I still didn't understand it until meeting people who finally said, this is what I am. And then it finally kind of clicked into, okay, fine. It's a word. Let's accept it. Exactly. And it's nice that kind of like even on national television, there is representation for it now. Yeah. And that is thanks to both of them. Ginny is meant to be the funny one, but the emotional side shows so much vulnerability. And again, this was a great showcase episode for Ginny. Very lovely. It's the end of the day. The pressure is on. Tace might have a sleeve. She looks at it and realizes she has sewn the entire thing together. Ahori gives it a look and realizes Tace fucked the whole thing up, but she will save it. (laughs) As Ahura says, the good thing about being Welsh, you can get away with anything because the accent is charming. The accent is beautiful. Yes. I understand and agree with that. Yeah. Veronica has a tit sewn and she notices that Tia is working with a different fabric. She's going to do a circle skirt in a bow moment because that's a massive risk. As she says, who's ever won by playing safe except in the context of sexual health? Funny! Funny! Quickfire! Personality coming through this entire episode. She just needs help or a miracle or someone to make the outfit for her. And there's nothing wrong with not with being a queen that doesn't sew their own stuff. It's fine. But sometimes you gotta question the the taste level of the things you buy if you're not sewing yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Just 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 a snidgy bit. It's elimination day. Estina is excited and she thinks some of the looks on the mannequins are questionable. Girl, you know when you say that in a confessional that it's not a good sign for you for the rest of the edit. Yeah, I think delusion. Yeah. Asina is confident in her top and skirt version uh, vision. It's how she wants to go. She's kind of done. And again, not a good edit moment. Keep working, no. girl. Yeah. Bimini thinks it's a bit basic and suggests embellishments, but she ain't got time for that. Ginny is being taught how to pad by sister, sister, and she's going to be a sexy girl. It's her first time wearing hips and tits and watching her walk with that t-shirt of like the cartoon naked body was (laughs) gold. Funny. She looked like a blow up sex doll. Oh, I loved it. Fully. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. So, so funny. Ahura gives taste sexy eyes as she feels the pressure to do well. She shares that she is blacklisted in the fashion industry because she does drag. No one takes her seriously. She does freelance because Queen see her as a designer and designers see her as a drag. She wants to prove that you can do both. Are there many I, that cross over that line? I found this... Oh, wait, sorry, say that again. Are there many people that do both and are, are unable to like cross the lines of being seen as both? See, I was quite taken back by that comment because I found it quite interesting because obviously with drag being kind of like more of like a mainstream thing now as years have kind of come by and more people are aware of it, fashion houses are obviously including right. drag queens within them. 
like Moschino left, right, and center mm-hmm. is drag. It's great. Um, you'll see drag queens doing Fashion Week. You'll see them yep. on the runway. So if fashion houses are still having this idea of kind of like to blacklist you just because you're a drag queen, it's just hypocritical. Yeah. So I'd never really, yeah, I'd never really kind of like heard that before and I never really thought about that. So. Interesting, interesting. Interesting point has been raised. But you also do kind of see that there aren't many, I don't know that many drag queens who do drag, but then also kind of like, have their own sort of like fashion brand on the side right. of it as well so yeah. that's interesting to see that's very true well taste is literally hanging on by one last pin and ahura asks if this is her way of cheating the sewing and yeah that's totally what it is taste retorts that ahura isn't done yeah you know, it was a brilliant idea um taste retorts that ahura isn't done because she's laying on the floor with shit on her ahura says don't start with her last and taste says i don't start things i finish things and lawrence be peeping as ahura says that taste finishes quick How's the sexual tension this morning, girls? God, it really is. Uh, the story is just being told. Honestly, I'm just waiting for the part where they actually say everything of what happened between the two of them. Oh, it will happen. You you know the producers were like, we're going to get it out of you. It's up to you to tell us when you're going to tell us. Honestly. So the girls look over at Ginny wearing pads, and Ginny states that anyone can look sexy with padding, so she's here to prove her right um, and puts the breastplate on. It's not sexy in the slightest, according to, according to Lawrence. Um, as she is a sex doll with googly eyes. Um, I will say the tweet from the darling Nicola Coughlin, Coughlin of Dairy Girls and Bridgerton fame said that that's what she looks like um, when she was in her trailer and just before she would get help. Funny. <laughs> so good. That I, I, and I, I, ha- I will have to, I have to admit that um, I just recently started watching Dairy Girls and I think it's like my favorite show ever. Correct. Correct. Do it for Dolly. Correct. Do it for Dolly. Just swear on Dolly. Swear on Dolly. Uh, it's that I the show is so good. They're 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 brilliant, and I have a slight crush on James. Uh, a huge crush on James. Personally. Yeah. No, I can get that. The weird thing is, just on a quick side note of Dairy Girls. It blows me away that they're all playing 16-year-olds and they're all, like, 30. Yep. Mm-hmm. Blows my mind. And, and Nicola is uh, playing uh, uh, the girl from in Bridgerton as a young girl yep. also. Typecast. So good. I can't. I Ooh, hope next talented. season we get an entire judging panel of all five of them. Oh, my God. My heart. Oh, That'd be so wonderful. take it. Oh, well, Tia knows her look is interesting. She's shitting herself. Time for the runway. Um, Rue walks out in the same fabric that Katya once wore, so Fashion Frenemies expands beyond the runway. Yeah, look at look at her. Uh, I think it's on her Instagram. She's like, yeah, I have that uh, fabric. <laughs> um, and speaking oh. of wearing things at the same time, Michelle Visage is wearing the same leopard on this episode and the U.S. version. They could not have planned that and but what's funny is they're both um sewing challenges i just i i can't that was i saw someone tweet this and i was like (gasps) as actually i think it was aquaria who tweeted it and i was just amazed brilliant i mean listen fantastic right if you have that good of an eye to notice that like i never would have noticed if someone didn't point that out but that's funny um brilliant yeah Okay, so she's joined by Graham Norton, and 
Jordan Dunn, Jordan Dunn. How do we properly pronounce her name? Because we got it both ways. Jordan Dunn. Why does we say Jordan? Jordan. Yeah. Yeah, Jordan. Jordan Dunn. Ruth said Jordan. I was like, what? What are you doing here? Um, but she is a British model and actress, and she's just absolutely stunning. She's, oh, she's beautiful. Just good personality, the too. The face, the face, the hair, everything. Beautiful. But what did you think of her look? I did look at it, and my first thought was either hay or the blinds after a cat has attacked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she could wear a bloody bin bag and she'd still look good. It's true. She, she looked gorgeous. So the category is fashion frenemies. And in honor of that runway, we will, we do not play toot and boot here because we don't want to steal from um, Raj and Raven, oh, yeah. but we will be, we will be playing friend or foe. Lovely. So taste. Listen, it's not crafted well, but you're, when you're stunning as taste, you can wear this and look absolutely perfect. I think the pins made the look very edgy and high fashion. The horns are out, and I'm fairly sure that is the same wig as her whale's look. I so I have to question that choice. I almost would have preferred the long straight wig because it would have been more believable with the look and less recognizable that she's wearing that same wig. But, oh my God, stunning look. Beautiful. I thought the whole outfit was very edgy. I love this. I love the safety pin moment. I think it looks beautiful. I think I liked the fact that it literally was all pinned together. I thought it was yeah. a great way of doing it. Um, the wig threw me off immediately because it was the first thing I looked at. And I was like, this is the same wig that you yeah. have used. You have just pinned it at the back to make it more of a bob. And the horns, you kind of just reassembled to it. Right. So not here for the fact that there's the wig again, but everything all together. And with that face, yeah. stunning. Absolutely. Michelle thought the hair was too similar to the whale's look and liked the dress, but didn't like the construction of it. Graham really liked it and thought it was a strong dress. Jordan, Jordan says it's the same, something she would wear, even if it was a little more defined. Um, but this is absolutely a friend for me. 100% friend. Um, the audience went 73% friend, 27% foe. Interesting. Next up, we have Ahura, who looked like my drag pal Rigatoni in this look, so I automatically loved it. Um, I think this is very 80s meets modern and again, very high fashion. The puff sleeve, love the tights. Everything just sparkled right. And I think the curly blonde moment um, doesn't seem like typical Ahura, but it just worked. Um, and then the beret. Um, we didn't talk about how all the girls wearing berets in the workroom, but beret, love it. Yeah, there's a very big trend of berets at the moment. Yeah, I don't know what that's all about. But yeah, honestly, Ahura's look, my favorite of the week. I love this look. Um, I even, on the day that the episode aired, I sent her a message immediately and I was like, I just need to honestly commemorate you for this women outfit. This is stunning. I'm really proud of you for showing that you are an incredible designer. The way that it just glistened yeah. as she was walking down the runway. I love the puffy shoulder moment to it. The boot moment. Fantastic. Massive, massive applause mm -hmm. for that. They just, it just looks great. Honestly, huge, 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 huge success. Yep. 100% friend. Friend, friend, friend. Audience went 80% friend, 20% foe. Hmm? Next is Ginny Lemon, but where's Ginny Lemon? Bring her back. Uh, talk about transformation. Um, is this good? Nah. Is it a risk? Yes. Did it pay off? Seems like it, apparently. Um, I think the pink and yellow are fun, can't be color combo. The tube skirt is very sexy, but... Um, 
yellow tights. Oh boy, not cute. Um, mm. Her makeup, though, it looks like it's like a gym makeup. Uh, this, the, the the makeup for it was very very different for Ginny, especially yeah. the eyebrows. The mm-hmm. eyebrows were the first thing that I kind of just kept staring at like the whole time. I think it was I think it was a cute look. Was it a piece of fabric kind of wrapped around her? Yes. Yeah. But did she sell it? Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. I did kind of think in my head that there was going to be like a kind of partial reveal to it, mm-hmm. but. I think she looked great. I applaud the fact that she came out on the runway in a kitten heel. Yep, she did. Because that's brilliant. That that I just love. I love things like that. I like the wig on her. I love a good cut um, fringe moment to it. I do think she looked great. Personally. Yeah. For me, I think the wig, I would have liked it to be a little more styled. But again, you know mm. what you're going into with this challenge and you only have the resources you have to pull from. So I don't think she would have had another styled wig because that's not her, her jam. That's not what she does. No. Michelle loved that she took Rue up on the challenge to become the best sex pot she can be. Uh, she would have loved to see Ginny accentuate the waist because of the tube dress and uh, inch higher heel. Graham thought it was poppy and brilliant, but the longer she stayed on the stage, you saw the details. Rue mm. says she actually looks gorgeous. And Rue asks why she hasn't felt sexy. And Ginny says that she's been told she's worthless and nothing and hearing nice things in this process. She's trying her hardest to believe them. It's, it's, it's hard to hear because I identify with that. I understand that. I, I listen to what people say to me and they're all positive. But when I believe it's not the truth, mm. it's hard to accept it. I think you don't forget how people's words do really have such a strong impact on the way that we kind of think about ourselves and with a societal kind of like view of kind of like what the definition of beauty is I think with that immense kind of pressure on top of it it is really hard to kind of find self-love for yourself and just Absolutely. be like you know what I actually do look beautiful and it's yeah. it's sad to hear regardless of who it is it's always such a sad thing to hear because everyone should just be happy in the way that they are I agree I think there were so many more beautiful things on the runway. Unfortunately, I will give her a foe for this look. I love her. I think she looks great. But for the outfit alone, I will agree and say foe. Yes. So audience, 27% friend, 73% foe. Sister, sister. Well, once again, I think I'm not the target audience for sister, sister. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's constructed well. It's her style, but I just don't personally get it. I think the pants are cinched and rouged and in such a way that like it's odd fashion and the top is very retro. The sleeves are like when she put her arms down, she didn't have any arms. I do appreciate the incorporation of the shiny pink material going from the bow to the shirt to the pant and then the blue paint in the next explanation. Is she an alien? I think just it does a very sort of like alien-esque vibe to her outfit and I like that it's not your sort of like normal sort of style to it. Mm -hmm. I love, 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 love the trousers with those heels because you just can't tell where it starts or where it ends. And it's great. I love that it's baggy. I am a massive, massive fan for anything baggy and long. So when she put her arm down and the sleeve just plummeted, (laughs) absolutely loved it. I don't understand 
And I kept looking at it and I was like, is it a shape? Is it a heart? Is it some lips or something like that? I just don't get the circle on the chest bit. That's the only bit that threw me off. Yeah, she she is a big fan of circles and and, and weird shapes and just throwing them wherever she can. Mm. She, this is what I mean. She's very she's very artsy, very avant-garde in her sort of style, which I really, really like to see. That was the only bit of this look where I was kind of like, and the fact that she, like, not even the fact that she's blue, the fact that she came out blue, I was like, yep, this is your brand. This is you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that, that circle just, I don't really know. Didn't do it for me. No, no, it didn't. And And again, I think, she is a very unique drag artist. Mm. Um, and I think I'm just not resonating with her quite yet. I hope yeah. I hope something happens that we get that moment. But even in confessionals and, and walkthroughs, we haven't met sister yet. No, her personality and like who sister sister is hasn't fully come out just yet. So I'm hoping that in future episodes to come, we do kind of get to like sit down and actually like yeah. really see how who she is. Because even edit, if you look at the edit, there's she's not going anywhere anytime soon. She's not got a lot of airtime at the moment. Yeah, not that much. Yeah, unfortunately, because I just didn't understand it. It's well made. I'm gonna give it a foe. I think. I have to say a friend because the trousers. I want them and I want the top. All right, well, go, go text or ask her for it. Um, <laughs> audience went 64% friend, 36% foe. Ooh. Veronica Green, she lined it. She made a real look in a design challenge. We love when that happens. Um, as she says, she is giving you green, white, and orange in honor of the Irish flag. I think it's very sexy, and it's a side of Veronica we really haven't seen. Um, I love the hair. It's fun. It's whimsical. Is it my favorite? No, but she still killed it. I think she looked great. I do. I don't know why, but as soon as I looked at it, she just made me think Kylie Minogue. Oh, absolutely. She really does, she really does look like Kylie, and I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, the outfit is incredible. Veronica is a great designer when it comes to actually like mending these things. She knows her body well. She knows her face well. She's painted beautifully. But I just think it's quite simple and plain. That's what I really do. That- I, like, think I, for, like, I think for me, the fact that she lined it as like, okay, that's, that's, that's a success for me. But it is plain. Yeah. There's nothing, nothing else to it. I think when you look at the rest of the runway, it's just kind of like, it's cute. It's very well done. It's very well made. Um, it's just a bit too simplistic for me. Yeah. Um, I, I think this is the one where I'm like really on the fence. And I think I will lean more to foe. Um, I just agree. because I'm they're much better. Mm-hmm. Um, audience was 40% friend, 60% foe. So they're about in the same area. We're like, they like if they don't love it. It's the hard one to call. Yeah. Not hard to call is tea and coffee. Oh, poor baby. She tried. She tried. Um, she made a dress out of material that is on her body. She is so good at in confessionals. I, I, I can see like a youthful and playful side from this look, but as a giant woman, I don't know if that's really the message you want to put out there. Um, it's passable. Um, but I will say her beat for this look reminded me very much of Miss Abby. Oh my God. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I got Marina and the diamonds. Okay. Okay. I can see that. 
I got, I, as soon as she came out of the runway and they did a zoom in on her face, I was like, okay, this is very Electra Heart, how to be a heartbreaker, Marina and the Diamonds, the little heart stamp under the eyes. I think for me, this is the best makeup she has done. Absolutely. I fully agree. Yes, yes, The yes. wig suits her so well. I love oh. everything from shoulders up. Yeah, I, I, I definitely would agree with that. Um, I do wonder if she picked this wig because she was worried about going home and needed to prove that she also did have good hair with her. Um, because everything else has not been great. But you, you know what? Overall, like this is why you learned to sew before mm. going on the show. Yeah, Michelle asks Tia what she thinks she's going to say. So Tia says it's stunning and should have been in the top and it's a sensational, sensational garment that she wants to wear herself because it's so well constructed. And everyone laughs. And this what is how is you say on the show. What is that we're looking for? Personality. Yep. Personality. Yeah. Michelle does say it looks cheap. And Rue says that Tia is sample size and says that she could actually be a fashion model on the runway. And Tia says that she doesn't have the face like taste. And that was kind of heartbreaking again. It's like you don't want Again, to compare just, yourself, but if you're being complimented, point. yeah, yeah, it's this comparing points. Everyone does it, no matter what industry you're in. You're always you'll always find yourself just comparing yourself Absolutely. to another person. It's so heartbreaking to hear. Yeah, unfortunately, as much personality personality she brought, this is a foe for real. Face friend, biggest friend, hair friend, the key lime pie dress. It's a foe for me. Yeah, audience was 11% friend, 89% foe. Sorry, Tia. Next is Estina Mandela. Um, so she wanted to do anime realness. Now, I'm not a big anime person, but I don't think I've seen this kind of character before. Um, she did look no. like a figure skater or a gymnast. Um, it's very basic, and there's just nothing fashion about it. I think Estina got in her head for this one. I mm-hmm. think she really got in her, face, like, her head with this one. The Again, it's kind of like a similar moment with Tia. Face, beautiful. Hair, beautiful. It's just quite plain. Yeah. Like, very plain. She has great legs. Absolutely stunning. When she was walking down that runway, I could not stop staring at her. Absolutely. But... It is about the outfit. Yeah, Michelle says yeah, she's getting ice skating vibes and it would have looked better without the necklace, which I actually don't agree with. Um, Graham is underwhelmed. Yeah, I don't know why she took it off. Once she took it off, I was like, no, now I see it's all blue. You needed it to break it up. Um, Mm. Graham thought it was underwhelming. Uh, Rue says that she was taken out of the illusion because of her broad shoulders. I did not like that comment. I didn't like this comment either. This is again another point of kind of like, let's not kind of say what is the correct way of kind of like looking and what's the wrong way of looking right. for it. The shoulders, like I looked at this and I immediately was like, I didn't even think this. Neither did I. I, I never think th- anyone did. No, th- there, there are, I mean, at knowing Tina Burner from New York, I know the joke she makes about herself that she's um, a six foot four linebacker in heels. Like, okay, like you're able to make fun of yourself because you know your body and you're allowed to do that. Exactly. I just don't know if this was the right venue to say that in. And to comp- then compare those- yourself and say, I only use uh, wear one shoulder so you don't see my broad shoulders. I'm like, no. It's like, that's good for you. Right. That's what you can do. But don't kind of like, that's not something that she can also kind of like, that's not something that she can kind of change. I right. get that it's kind of like, you're trying to kind of, you're thinking that you're kind of trying to help her in this situation. 
But the reality is you are knocking her down for something that is not like changeable. That is her body. That is the way that she looks. She also, from knowing her as well, she has a very strong dancer's background to it. And her body is incredible. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely incredible. And I just, yeah, I just thought that was a really unneeded comment. Right, because like with the ASOS jacket, you definitely saw shoulders there because it was a big puffy jacket. But it wasn't exactly. like, and she won that challenge. So it's very hypocritical in a way. Um, there, there are times when I'm like, I think Rue gives us these critiques because she's already made up her mind of who's going home. She just needs the edit to be able to help that along. It's kind of like trying to find like even the finest little thing where they're like, yeah. okay, I can pick on that. Exactly. Unfortunately, with this look, I will give it a foe because it is very basic. Again, agreed. Face, friends, hair, friends, legs, biggest <laughs> friends. Yeah. Biggest friends. Um, but yeah, for the overall, unfortunately, it's a foe on me as well. The audience was 25% friend, 75% foe. Bimini Bon Boulash. I love this. It's goth, it's punk, it's high fashion. I love the lace back. It's so slutty yet sexy. And, 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 oh my God, the black hair is a good look on her. Like she doesn't always need to wear blonde. This was a real different side of Bimini while still being true to herself. This was my second favorite look of the week. This, when she walked out on the runway, I was like, Bimini's won it. Won it in a heartbeat. This was my favorite look of the entire runway. I thought it was brilliant the heel just the little like fabric doily sort of-esque moment to it the safety pins the hair everything it is very vampiric it's very sexy the little leg slit to it as well just brilliant it showed Bimini in a different light which I really really liked she went with a more gothic quite elegant style to her which we hadn't really kind of like properly seen from her yet and it just shows that she can do so many different styles of look and mm-hmm. still do it at such a pristine level. Yeah. Oh, I love this absolute friend for me. There is not a single thing that I would have changed about this. This is 100% friend and my favorite one. Audience, 81% friend, 19% foe. So they were, they were on board for this. 100%. Next up is Ellie Diamond. So it's like a jumpsuit to the max. Uh, she really couldn't decide which material to go with. So she said, I'm going to use them all. Um, (laughs) there is a lot going on. I don't necessarily see Marie Antoinette. Mm. I see the hair. Yeah. For a design challenge, she showed what she can do and how well she can do it. But if this was a look in any other challenge, it would be a miss and she would not get the praise she did. I don't think, Mm. um, I personally love Ellie, but I'm not sure I was floored with it as much as other people were. I think it was interesting listening to the judges' critiques for it because everyone yeah. said there was a different sort of theme and style to it. You had Pirate, you had Marie Antoinette, you had Beyonce, which mm-hmm. I really didn't see. I no, just didn't not see a, chance. a single piece of Beyonce. No, no, no. Um, it was just, it's a, it's a beautifully done, like, garment. Ellie is a very, very, very talented seamstress. She knows exactly what she's doing. Mm-hmm. She knows her body and she knows the way to do it. But I think it was just, I think this was quite a lot. I think she's I agree. great. I, think I she's agree. Amazing. But there's just a lot going on. Yeah, I mean, Michelle likes the pirate wench, but Lawrence eats, her by, eats by her. Graham saw more panto costume and fashion, but it's beautiful. Jordan got Beyonce's and says her body and makeup look good. 
for me personally, if three people are getting three different stories out of you, mm. it's not successful. Mm. And for that, I think I'm going to give it a foe. Love Ellie, but for the storytelling storyline challenge, it didn't work. Yeah, for I think because of the fact that it's just kind of like the ex. This is this is this is probably the hardest one for me. This yeah. is the hardest one for me. So the execution and the detailing and the way that she has constructed this, this is 100% a friend. But because of the fact that it's just a little bit too much, and I do agree that kind of like, I look at it as kind of like three different things, like the boots to the outfit to the hair and makeup. Yeah. Cohesively, it is not a friend, it is a foe. Yeah. Audience though, they were 82% friend, 18% foe. And I'm okay being in the minority I here, but understand that. yeah, it, 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 at first glance, like, yes. But then when you analyze it, it just didn't really work. Mm. And then you have Lawrence Cheney who like she was cast in golden girls. Um, I could see one yeah. of them wearing this to like a gala um, for like hip replacements. Again, this is a good showcase for what she was able to do and bring to the table. It's just terribly dated. Um, I don't think this is a winning look. Top, sure, but winning, no. I was I was surprised that this one won. Mm-hmm. Not saying that it's bad in any possible way. I'm just surprised that against some of the girls, I am. I was. I think Lawrence was even kind of a bit taken back. Oh, Lawrence, yeah. I don't think Lawrence. I don't think Lawrence kind of saw themselves winning this one. Nope. Um, the look itself is brilliant. I really, really, really liked it. I think it looks great. I love the curvaceous look that she's Absolutely. going with. She knows her body. Like, just the way that her hips just go into that little fishtail moment. Beautiful. Proportionizing. Lauren knows their body. Yeah. And I love it. I also really, 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 really appreciate the little, like, see-through silky moment at the top mixed mm-hmm. with that really nice, like, fabric of gold on the bottom of yeah. that. I think it looks great. It looks expensive. Yeah, no, she she did a great job. I will absolutely give it a friend, but I'm still shocked at the result. Friend, do I think it should have won it? No. Audience was 93% friend, 70% foe. Rue has decided wow. who wore it best. I know, right? Who wore it best from each team? And honestly, it's very obvious. Team Black, it was Ahura. Team Pink, it's Sister Sister. Team Green, Veronica Green. Team Blue, Bimini Bambulash. Team Gold, Lawrence Cheney. And who were best of the best? It was Lawrence Cheney. And as Lawrence says, fuck me sideways. Yeah, I think all of us were in agreement. Uh, yeah, it was, it was one again, one of those things where it's like, I think Rue knows what Rue wants to be the end result of the show. And this is one of those ways to make sure it happens is to give that Lawrence was good in this challenge and let's just give her that Rue Peter badge. So in case I can't give another one later on. Who do you think should have won this challenge? I personally think it was between Ahura and Bimini, and I would have given mm-hmm. it to Ahura. Mm-hmm. But I think it was, it should, it was those two. I can agree with that. My it's, it's such a kind of like tough call because I would yeah. I would agree. I think definitely Lawrence would have been in the top three one hundred percent. No, like no doubt about that. I personally, I think it's just because of the vibe and just I got a bit more like I got a bit more story and emotion from Bimini 
Yeah. And I liked that really, like, I think it's, again, it's purely kind of like people's own personal taste to it, but I just, mm-hmm. I love to see how Yeah, I, I think what's interesting is, usually we call these design challenges design challenges, but Rue kind of called it a fashion challenge. Mm. And that's where I think the other two outshined Lawrence and Lawrence mm-hmm. winning. Not my favorite. Not not here for it. No. But we are no, left with, with Taste, Ginny, Tia, Estina, and Ellie in the bottom and up for elimination. So let's talk about this little untucked junior moment. Uh, the girls congratulate yep. Lawrence and thought Ahura, a.k.a. Miss Fashion, would have won it. Ahura is pissed and upset at herself because it is what she thought she would excel at when she got here. Veronica, well, she's going to give us a little shade and suggest that Ahura put too much energy in helping Taste put her look together. And Ahura says that she won't let someone she loves fall under. To use the L word. Mm. <laughs> I think, um, yeah. Mm. The girls love each other. That's what I'll say. Yeah, yeah. Veronica says Taste will be fine because she made her out because uh, Ahura made the outfit, but Ahura does not want credit for that piece of shit. No. I also, I thought that was quite a shady comment to kind of throw out there because I don't agree that Ahura made that outfit. That no, was quite she a assisted. statement to yeah. say. Yeah. So the bottom discussion starts and Ahura wants Tia out. She is bored of her and thinks she's desperate. She believes she's seen amazing people go out every week and she's still here. She's not her cup of tea, literally. And Veronica mm. thinks this is completely out of line and Tia does belong here. She doesn't think that it's fair to say that amazing people have gone and she's still here. We don't get to see any more this little tension because the girls come in and Tia comes in crying, feeling like shit. She thought she would smash drag race, drag race, but it's her getting in her own way. She knows that there are girls crossing up days waiting for her to go home and she knows people are talking about her behind her back. And that's a terrible thing to, to know. Mm. This is also reality TV. So it's going to happen. It's hard. It's what's going to eat away at you with yeah. days going by. And like we even got it from episode one where um, Tia does say that Ahura has a reputation. We're now seeing Ahura not feel anything for Tia. So I don't know if there is some sort of pre-show animosity, but we are definitely getting this moment coming down the line at some point possibly next episode mm. i think it's something that i'm kind of like i'm kind of hoping that it's kind of going to be something spoken about yes so maybe in the next episode i hope so Ginny says that uh they gave her kudos for her sexy but taste thinks it's just two pieces of pink fabric sewn together at the sides and stuck on a yellow wig and tits and called it a day she's very good at confessionals she's very very good yeah veronica thinks Estina's outfit is professional but basic af because apparently Veronica doesn't curse. Um, Estina thinks if she's in the bottom, she'll slay it. And Tia is afraid to be in the bottom too if she's in it. And Estina thinks that she should be. Girls, just you wait. Just, 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 just you wait. Estina is, a, I will say this, Estina is a force to be reckoned oh, with absolutely. when it's a lip sync. The girl can lip sync the house down. It's true. So Rue has made decisions. Taste and Ellie are the cream of the bottom of the barrel, leaving them safe. Ginny is safe. It's Estina versus Tia. Do you agree with the, that as the bottom? Yeah, 100 percent Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I'm, the I know there, there are people who would put Ginny in the bottom simply for the look, but I think because she did what Rue wanted, that's going to save you. 
I think the difference as well. Oh, I didn't. I think yeah, no, that is quite a hard one to be honest with you. Ginny's because Ginny's was very simplistic as was Tia's to it. Yeah, I think it again. I kind of. I think it, yeah, it probably was a case of because she did rise to the challenge to it. And I think because she had this ultimatum of kind of like having a different challenge with it to kind of show a sense of Ginny that we've never seen before, right. and with her previous track record being quite good, I think the previous kind of track record can sometimes have a little bit of an influence. Absolutely. And, and again, if we're looking at what we saw in this episode, Rue told Ginny to do something, Ginny did it. Mm-hmm. Rue told Asina that it's basic and she didn't do it. Yeah. So. RuPaul's Drag Race for a reason. Exactly. The lip sync song is Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa. And apparently the world of wonder loves Dua Lipa because we keep getting it. Not a bad oh, thing right. at all. No. Um, Tia had one option in this lip sync, and her option was to go full camp. Mm-hmm. Estina used her moves and her skills, but seemed to lack a bit of heart and passion that mm-hmm. Tia brought because she made the judges laugh and they kept their eyes on her. So, yeah, Estina didn't do terrible. She just didn't do what was captivating to the judges. This was a difficult lip sync. I've watched this lip sync so many damn times now at this point because Estina goes into it like guns blazing, ready to fight. And it shows, for me anyway, I was watching her and I was just like, as soon as she did the full 180, just kick slam to the ground. She was like, I'm here. Watch me. I am here. Um, I was annoyed that this is just production wise to it. She didn't get a lot of time because I, she hit every damn beat. She knows how to dance. She's a dancing mm-hmm. queen for a damn reason. Um, and I thought she did incredible. I really, really I, do think she I, did. I do. I agree. It's what I, I always wish that like, you can do it after the season. Let us have our moment after the season, put it on, yeah. on the YouTube and let us watch after. I wish we could get a side-by-side or a full stage view of all the lip syncs. Just so we know what we missed. Mm. Tia did well with it because, again, she went with this campy comedy sort of like style to it, which is ultimately sometimes can be the successor of the dance routine to it just because of the fact that you're adding the comedy value. And obviously, especially if Rue is judging you, make Rue laugh. My God. Exactly. Winning. In what was shocking to many, Tia is safe. Estina sashays away. Estina and her big ego go, and most of the girls in the back are very gagged. They thought it was going to be either a double um, uh, Shantae or something, but nope. She exited like she entered with Rude. Yeah, that was good. That that was perfect way to leave. I've I, I read a couple interviews with her. I know she's not thrilled with the outcome. She's not thrilled yeah. how the episode portrayed just how people um, are allowed to be who they are and then get judged on the yeah. stage. And it's completely valid. Um, mm. I wouldn't say she's bitter. I think she's bringing up some important points. At the end of the day, when it comes to a television show that's produced... I think Rue was just okay. I had enough. I we've gotten the Estina storyline, and I don't know what else yeah. is to pull out of it. I think as well from knowing from knowing her kind of like personally, like outside of the show. I don't think I think she went into the show not in the best 
of kind of like places for herself because she was quite reserved and I think the sort of like the more sort of like overly confident sort of ego mindset that kind of like was being portrayed on TV I think that was kind of like her way of coping with the way that she was feeling because that's there's so much more to her which was just unfortunate to be fair yeah it's it's really it's always fun to like watch the show and be like well i know this person's going to be in an all-star season bring them back bring them back i feel like we have three in a row that could potentially be brought back for a redemption 100 100 percent. so i like to end the podcast with some burning questions and this first one is the fandom has called it three shocking eliminations in a row yep is this cast just that stacked with talent so wait say the last bit again for sorry is the cast just stacked with talent and it doesn't matter who's going home when they're all equally as good in a way i mean to be honest with you this is a very like uh, like all the girls together this is a really strong season like it really is and i think what's taking the uk kind of by shock is because of the fact that these girls are so talented and they're so well known across the uk it's just really shocking for us to kind of see Joe Black going first with a humongous knockback. Everyone was shook. Yeah. Like, honestly, do I think they deserve to go home? No. But it is a difficult one because you also have to kind of like look at all the girls. And I also, I think this realistically, I think with every week that a girl goes home, people are going to have the same reaction of just, oh my God, I can't believe they've gone home because this whole season is so talented. Absolutely. But it's hard. Yeah. It, it, and you know what? It's keeping us talking about the show, and that's always important, too. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, it's a, it's a hard one this time. Who are you worried about in a hosting acting challenge next week? Ooh, acting. I think I'd be more worried towards maybe a horror i can see a horror struggling and again based on I what we have not seen i don't know how sister's gonna do because we haven't really seen a personality yeah her. so those two are think, my own worry too i think mm, i think a horror could do well in this purely because of the fact that um when she kind of like when a horror gets into drag she really does kind of put it across quite well like when she did the rats challenge fantastic yeah Sister might be a bit of a challenge for it. I think Veronica will shine for it. She's got her musical theater background. She'll be great for it. So yeah, I think it'll probably be between a horror and sister that I've got a little bit of worry. And I I believe what we saw in the preview, uh, one combo was Taste and Bimini. I'm very curious to know the other combos because that will definitely also determine how people will do because if you don't like your partner, you're not going to do well. It's true. It's going to be a hard one. And I, I ask every week, after three episodes, the winner of the season is? Mm. <laughs> oh. I know it's hard. I, 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 have my, I have my answer still. Mm. Oh, gosh, this is so tricky. I honestly don't. No, I've got like, I've got, I've got a couple of people in my head that I really, 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 really want to win it. Um, 
So I have two personally. Okay. Mine would either be Tape or Bimini would be my winners, hopefully. I that, there's there's something that Rue loves about Lawrence Cheney. I I, I, I would, think, yeah. I think we're getting I, a big girl winner. I was gonna say if it's gonna be a Rue sort of more opinion based to it, it's definitely Lawrence. Yeah, I it was once Lawrence won this week, I was like, okay. I feel like it's we're, we're leaning into Envy Peru territory where we're just giving yeah. the, the, the wins to the person they want to ultimately win. If they're, going from the sort of like, if they're going from the same sort of way that they do usually like um, produce the season to it, then yeah, I think it's, I think it's probably going to be. I, I probably from the way that Rue's acting, I do sway a bit more towards Lauren. And that's what I always say is when Rue speaks, you listen because they're Rue's trying to tell us something. But mm-hmm. I, I, I have to say, like, this is this was a good episode. This was an important oh, episode. Um, not only did we get incredible memes out of it, we got yep. a beautiful talking point that I think is going to resonate with so many people. And this season has put the show back on the map. And is it better than series one? I don't know. That's still... Listen, still we, have, we still got the Frock Destroyers from season one. You, if you can't top that, you can't beat season one. But... It's a hard I, thing to be. This season has been such a joy, and I am very, very excited to see more. Before we wrap up, I, since I have you here, what are your thoughts on season 13? Season 13 is going really, really well so far. Um, I love the girls. Um, it's difficult because I'm obviously watching the UK at the same time, and it's kind of like, ugh, without being shady, I am preferring the UK more, so I'm a lot more I am too. I'll, I'll say it too. But I do really, really like season 13 so far. I love um, Denali. I think they're mm-hmm. great. Got Mick being on this season is everything for me right now. Yeah. I absolutely think they're incredible. Um, Simone, brilliant. Utica, mm-hmm. so good. That sleeping bag outfit was fast. So cool. So good. Um, Rosé, I really like. Um, I'm really sad that um, Joey went. Um, so beautiful. I think, yeah, I think it's a good season. Yeah. From not, I didn't know a lot of the girls who have gone on to this season, so it's nice to kind of see newer ones, kind of like that I've not ever actually like yeah. seen before going on to it. So I'm really enjoying it so far. Yeah, it's interesting. Like you talk about how you know the girls and how it's interesting for you to watch. I, I'm kind of the same way with the New York girls. Like I don't know mm-hmm. them all very well, but I met them all. I know them all. We, we, we. Yeah. Olivia was going to be in my competition that I produced if COVID didn't happen. So like, I almost had her first. Um, She's very talented. Olivia is beautiful as well. Stunning. That smile. So it's so happy. But yeah, so it's really fun to watch. Um, But yeah, this Untuck this week was, I'm excited to talk about it uh, with my very special guest um, who I'm recording with on Tuesday. I'm finally talking to a Rue girl for a Rue cap. I get Honey Davenport. Stunning. Yeah, and she made a cameo in Untucked also as the B. That is true. My God. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. Um, Where can we find you on social media? And any um, if 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 the fans want to throw you some money, where can we throw money at you? (laughs) Um, I can be found on social media as all pretty much at Matthew Parks. Um, You can find my photography work and. What I do with the Queens at M-T-Y Parks, P-A-R-K-S. Um, 
yeah, you'll be able to find me all that way. Amazing. Well, it was such an honor chatting with you. And I think maybe we'll have you back for the finale. Oh, please and thank you. Would absolutely love to. It's been absolutely lovely chatting with you. A giant thanks to Maddie for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. 